0: Today's podcast is brought to you by Audible.com. Get a free audiobook download at www.audibletrial.com slash outnowpodcast. Over 100,000 titles to choose from for your iPhone, Android, Kindle, or MP3 player. That's www.audibletrial.com slash outnowpodcast.
1: Previously on Out Now with Aaron and Abe. Abraham, good to see you. Yeah, an odd set of circumstances. But while I have you, Mr. President, what's been your favorite film of the summer so far? Well, Abraham. I like to
0: laugh, and Monsters University was fun for me and fun for my daughters.
1: Oh, very cool. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That was actually a lot of fun. Uh, what was your least favorite film?
0: Well, I don't want to say anyone did a bad job, but let's just say I like the Earth where it is currently.
1: <laughs> uh, I totally get what you're saying, Obi-Wan. Mr. President. Uh, yeah, sorry, sorry. Mr. President.
0: That's all right. Listen, I should get going.
1: Oh, no, wait, wait. One more question. Um, what do you think about how you're being uh, represented in White House Town?
0: Well, I like the cast and it looks like a fun action picture, but Michelle says I'm hunkier than that, Chatting Tatum. Wait a minute, I forgot my introduction.
1: Introduction. Introduction.
0: We are now recording, and this is Out Now with Aaron and Abe. I am Aaron, and Abe will join later. Abe, is he's, he's got a wacky schedule again, so he's going to be on later in the show. But for now, Out Now is a film podcast Just Abe and I discussing new movies weekly. We also bring a discussion about the latest movie trailers, box office results and predictions, a callback to past films similar to the main film of the week, games, and other fun stuff. This is episode 109, 109, and this week we are talking about White House Down, the new action thriller film from (laughs) director Roland Emmerich starring Channing Tatum and Jamie Foxx. Joining me to discuss White House Down, we have from Weekend Confirmed and Double Jump, which should be debuting on the Nerdist channel this summer, just back from a tour of the White House, Christian Spicer.
2: Hey, good to be here. The, I was a little disappointed I didn't get to sit in uh, the set where they filmed West Wing, but otherwise the White House looked almost the same in real life as it looks in TV. Nice,
0: nice. And from the Naptown Nerd at whysoblue.com, the man who decided to steal the Declaration of Independence on the wrong day, Brandon Peters. Hello.
3: Um, thanks for having me. I'm ready to uh, podcast down.
0: Good, good, yeah. All right, <laughs> that'll do. That will do for. Them. They get better, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. <laughs> then we just uh, fall flat at the end. It's great. Good. Okay. Good. Um, let's see a few announcements to get out of the way here. Um, let's see. iTunes reviews, and ratings, good to get those helps out the show. Um, could you could use them now more than ever because we did have to you know kind of start over and get things going again. We're actually we're getting a, we got we got a good number. We're getting back to where we where we were. It's nice, but yeah, would help out the show. You know, log on iTunes, give us a star rating, you know, Maybe your right down a sentence or two. Helps everything out. Uh, speaking of iTunes, Out Now with Aaron and Abe is also now on Stitcher, Stitcher Radio. Um, so this is, I think, good for people that don't use iTunes or are generally from, uh, like, I guess, more in, of an international standpoint listening to the show. So, you know, you can now find our our, our feed on Stitcher. Uh, you can download it. I think that's a free app. If it's a free app. I downloaded it. It's a free app. So there you go. Um, what else? Uh, that's yeah, that's pretty much it. So, let's do it. Let's get to the show. Let's get to know everybody. Each week we ask each other a few questions to try to set the tone for the podcast and better get to you know everybody. And I'm gonna start this one off this week. Uh, Christian, you're stuck in traffic. Okay. You hear word that a big official building nearby has been overrun by terrorists. Where yeah. are you? Where, where are you headed next? What's the next move?
2: Um, probably to the grocery store, or I'm going to do all that emergency shopping that I haven't done yet, and I hopefully there's not a big earthquake today, because I don't have enough water, and I'd be the first person to die. <laughs> okay. Is that is that good, or is that not good?
0: That's a good, that's a well-thought-out answer, I would
2: say. Uh, ooh, I need to do that, I need to do some disaster planning. That's, right. ugh, after watching World War Z, not this episode, but you know what I'm saying? Yeah. And, uh, oh man, uh, Brandon... Yes. Okay. If you were tasked, you had to. You had to protect some celebrity or notable person with your life. Who would you choose to protect,
3: and why? Oh man.
2: And you can't say Whitney Houston because she's dead.
3: I, I I did once protect Andy pa, Dick. Pa can't fail. To from him. the I did once protect Andy Dick from paparazzi. Did you? Okay. I think I did
2: say celebrity or notable person,
3: though. Uh, um, Yeah, I'm going to go with my already triumphant move of uh, giving one Andy Dick a designated drive home
0: one time. Nice. Well done. That that feels like a whole separate episode for that story.
3: <laughs> we'll just keep building it because I believe I, I think was mentioned it this mentioned this in before, an earlier actually. episode. So we'll yeah. just let it keep building. Um, this is the legend. <laughs> <here we go. laughs> and then it's going to disappoint. It's going to be great. Um, Aaron. Yeah. This is a, this is a weird one, but I I kept thinking that in White House Down there needed to be some like old school pop song brought back to kind of play a part in the movie. What what would that be? Old and I I have no idea. Why? It kept popping in my head that this this movie needed some, like, old pop song to re- reference to. Like, let's say, like, 80s song or something like that. Because sometimes these action heroes, they'll have that song they like that the kids don't know or something like that. Maybe, like, Live Free or Die Hard had, you know... uh Credence. CC- yeah, CCR. What would Channing Tatum's have been? He's a younger dude, but...
0: Yeah. Uh... <laughs> Uh, you know, you spin me right Around would be be, be a solid one. Like it comes on the radio, he's in the car of his daughter. He's like, "Yeah, this was this this is the song I was listening to when you were conceived." Like that's the song that he'd say. But uh, you know, if he's you know driving on the White House lawn in a chase, Jamie Foxx in the back seat turns on the radio. I wouldn't I wouldn't mind hearing "How Bizarre" from the '90s. That'd, that'd be I think that that'd be fitting. Um, you know, wanna something like that, something in there. We've already heard on Blue and Iron Man Three, so they'd they'd just be cribbing if that happened. Yes. Um, Burning down the house would have worked too. That'd be a good one. Burning down the house, or you know, uh, Come On Eileen, one of those songs, you know, something like that. Uh, Brandon. Yes. President Jamie Foxx, musical Jamie Foxx, former slave Jamie Foxx, or booty calls Jamie Foxx. What was the second one? Musical Jamie Foxx.
3: No, former slave Jamie Foxx. Unchained. Unchained. He's one bad dude. I, I'm not. I'm not the biggest Jamie Fox fan, but at times He's he gets out. it right, and that was one of them.
0: One in ten thousand.
3: One in ten thousand. Um. Yes, we'll go with Christian. Yes, sir. Let's pretend we didn't see box office numbers today. uh White House Down is a big hit. They want to go to a, do a sequel. Here's some multiple part questions. Where do you take John Cale next? What is uh, Who is the director, thinking that Emmerich doesn't return, and uh, what's the, what's the title? So, you take him to the UN, nice.
2: or or Geneva, nice. one of the two, which is, I guess, still kind of UN, but doesn't need to be New York.
0: It could be international. I might as well go international, I'd say, yeah.
2: Yeah, that could be pretty awesome. Geneva, or where Prague? No, not Prague. Where's the UN? I, I know this, but I don't know it right now, so I'm not going to continue down that <laughs> verbal diarrhea. And uh, so you take him there. Who will direct it? Was that the next part? Yes. Um, I think that it'd be some up-and-coming video director who we maybe don't know yet kind of thing. Like someone could get their break on it. I don't think a high-profile director is going to come over and and take a shot at it. But, uh, you know, either that or it goes like (laughs) like an indie route and you're like, from the people that brought you eternal sunshine of the spotless minds you're like, you're like perfect that's I, that's what I pictured for this uh, no, I think it's a young up-and-coming director and um, after the smashing hit that is why the last man uh, Dan Trachtenberg does a follow-up fun action movie there you go called uh,
3: and,
2: it, and it and it's called um, uh, it still needs to be something down, because that's too white, too down. Is that?
0: Um... <laughs> they go the Fast and Furious route, apparently. Yeah. Still
2: white, still down. Uh White ha- White House down Geneva Drift, I think, maybe. K-
0: Kale Un down. See, oh. okay, I incorporated UN in the title. That's, that's what I did there.
2: That's pretty good. That's pretty good. <laughs> uh, United, we... Dan, one man falls down. I don't know. Yes. Okay, Aaron. Yep. Um, At what point do you just let your daughter die if you had a daughter that got separated from you during, like, a terrorist takeover?
0: <laughs> I'm the one guy on this podcast that doesn't have a child, so that's great. Uh, me... <laughs> that's, why, that's why I asked, you. <laughs> Um Let's see. At what point? Um... You know, I, <clears throat> well, um, more sounds, um, I mean, if you're, if you're passing around the football, and you know, football's active, you probably, if you have to make a choice, probably, probably, probably get the foot fo- 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 the, the football away before, before you save the daughter, you know, there's like a cliff going on and. Like the daughter's hanging on one side of the cliff, and the football's like hanging by a thread on the other. And like if the cliff the football falls, the, you know, and it's it's gonna land directly on the button that launches nukes everywhere. I'm, I'm gonna I'm probably gonna save that football. In that that a very likely scenario that presents heartless stone heartless, heartless. Oh, old, yeah. <laughs> uh, well, I did you know I did just re-listen to the the Kanye album from two to uh Two albums ago, and that has the song "Harless" on there, so I'm, I'm set. Um, yeah, I think that's <laughs> – we've sufficiently put everything on a downer now that I've had to answer that horrible question about letting a daughter die, so that's how you play to over, Let's move on. Let's move on somewhere else. Let's go to Out Now Quickies. Abe's out here, so I'll say TM. Uh, each week And Out Now, we try to review one main feature of the week, but there's plenty of other movies that we tend to go see anyway, but we don't always have time to talk about such other movies at – a longer length So we have a second called out Now quickies Tm. Um Brandon Have you seen any other movies this week?
3: I watched Spring Breakers Yeah That was uh I watched that also Yeah It was It was It was Quite entertaining Franco is worth the uh Price of seeing that movie alone Um I thought it It, it took a little Spent a little too much time Trying to hammer home It's point Early on But once it gets going It's quite thrilling Pretty good
0: Yeah um, I, I, really like Spring Breakers quite a bit. I did, I
3: did, I did like it. I just, you know, there, there's a point, like, first 30 minutes where I was like, okay, I get it. I get it. There, there are raunchy girls at a raunchy Spring Break.
0: Spring Break forever. Gotcha.
3: Spring Break forever. Spring Break. But I, I will add a funny anecdote. My, my sister watched that and, uh, Oz the Great and Powerful back to back yesterday. Nice. And uh, when Franco was in the, the room in Oz with all the golden stuff and relishing in it, she goes, I have a suddenly I have a strange sense of deja vu right now.
0: <laughs> <It's>,
3: <laughs> that's quite funny. Look at his. Sh- but uh, that's about the newest and most relevant film I've seen this week. Cool, Christian, any movies? I also
2: saw Spring Breakers. And then this week I, I saw World War Z and Man of Steel, both of them as well. Older, you know, a little few weeks older movies, but new to me
0: cool what'd you think
2: um man of steel is totally you know, i wouldn't say totally competent it, it's watching watchable you should watch it and it's worth watching but it's, it's not good and world war z is probably the best movie based on a book that has nothing to do with the book that i've ever seen
0: boom <laughs> there you go <laughs> nailed it that but yeah i uh we just talked about this last week. But yeah, I would I would agree <laughs> to an extent, given that I'm a big fan of the book, but still was very entertained by the movie despite its very little. Besides the fact that they have the, that they shared a title and that's about it.
2: Yeah, that was it. Yeah.
0: Also, I pretty much agree with what you said about Man of Steel. So there you go. Um, cool. Um, I've seen a couple things this week. Um, I watched The Heat, which is currently in theaters now with Sandra Bullock and Melissa McCarthy. I'm Slightly baffled by the fact that it has a positive rating on Rotten Tomatoes because I just I it's it's not very funny at all, but it's it's very hit or miss and mostly miss.
2: But it also only has a forty three million dollar budget and it's already made that back versus
0: White House Down. So good on them. I hope uh, heat and (laughs) Heat Two heating up comes (laughs) next year and it's you know they heat up the jokes a little too. Uh, Let's see. I saw Despicable Me Two this week, which comes out next week and. What I can say about that movie is that it made me—I'm not a fan of Minions—and that movie made me dislike. It made me not dislike Minions as much. So there you go. And I saw a movie called A Band Called Death uh, last night, which is a documentary about a very early punk group made made up of all black people that predate the Ramones even, and it's an interesting documentary about where what happened to them, and I. They didn't become bigger than they were. If, they, if anyone's seen like the story, uh, the movie was it Anvil, the story of Anvil, um, which is also kind of a, a rockumentary about a band that was like going on tour with a lot of the big '80s bands, but never made it big themselves. It's very similar to that, except Anvil: the story of Anvil, which is the actual title. I Have to say the whole thing. Uh, that movie is more comedic in nature. A band called Death is a little more serious, but very, very good. Very good movie. A band called Death. So, and that's on video on demand right now, actually, too. So you can kind of see that anywhere. Uh, but yeah. So there we go. It's at now quickies. T M. Thank you. It's <laughs> so, not always nice to get the assist. Uh let's get to movie trailer talk. Each week we discuss a couple of newest movie trailers and you uh, see what we think of them, what have you. And we got a we got a couple new ones this week. Uh, let's start with the uh start with the more action-inclined one. We have the Escape Plan. I think it's just Escape Plan, actually. And this one stars <laughs> Sylvester Stallone as a As a man who breaks, who who finds out, like, the holes in prisons, he breaks out of prisons for a living to tell wardens and the people that design prisons how to make better prisons. And he's, he's put in the unlikely situation of putting, being put into a prison that's designed to keep anyone from escaping. Only, he's also been framed to be, to stay in this prison, like, they don't know that he's trying to escape this prison for a living. They just, they box him and he's been set up. And he has to team up with one of the, I guess, biggest prisoners around, who's played by Arnold Schwarzenegger. And the two of them, I guess, team up together to try and break out of this prison and prove Sylvester Stallone's, I don't know, his, um, uh, his innocence, and have the other prisoners. Is, I don't know. There's a lot of things going on in this trip. Let's, Brandon, what do you think of Escape Plan? The trailer. It looks,
3: I think, it looks pretty
0: cool. Um, the,
3: one, it was kind of ho hum, and then it got to all the sci-fi looking stuff, which I thought looked. Rather interesting stuff. You I don't mean,
0: know. If... You mean when the Jabberwockies started poking yes. just alone with their yes. electro rods?
3: Yes. Um, I don't know. I don't know that this is something that I'm, I'm rushing to the theater to see. But once it gets to home video, I'm, I'll definitely check it out. Probably a week it comes out or something like that. Um, I'm wondering the origins of this screenplay because I had a I had a friend back in about like 2005 had a script called Breakback and it was going to be a, it was a Kurt Russell vehicle, but it ended up. Right before pre-production, everything went to hell and it got shut down, but it was, it's eerily very similar to what this movie is, but I haven't found his name anywhere around it as like story by or something like that. Maybe it's way down the pike, but kind of struck me funny that I was like, I kind of know what, where this is going, but, um. Yeah, to a lawsuit. To a lawsuit? But he'd probably been compensated or whatnot, the, the, the shut up money. Um, but no, I, I I'd say it looks, like a solid watch at your home on a Saturday night type movie.
0: Christian?
2: I think that Hollywood is still trying to capture this nostalgia 80s, 90s action flick type thing like that. It's silly. It's time cop. It's stupid. It doesn't take itself seriously. And I don't think they've done it yet. I think Expendables and Expendables 2 tried to kind of capture that. And I'm sure there are other countless examples. And I think this looks like the latest and – uh, I think it's going to be a miss just based on the trailer. I think it's going to waste special effects on moving prison cells and not have enough practical effects. And I don't know who the director is, but I imagine the action scenes will be the modern quick cuts and they won't hold on things long enough. And partly maybe because Sly and Arnold are too old to actually kick gas for long stretches of time. But, um, yeah, I mean, I think if, when it comes on HBO, I won't change the channel, but I'm not excited to see it.
0: I'll add that the, the film's directed by, uh, Mikhail, Mikhail Halfstrom, who directed 1408 with, uh, John Cusack and like, Derailed. That's a movie. And mostly, recently The Right with Anthony Hopkins, that exorcism movie. Um, my thoughts, this trailer was hilarious to me. It, it got, to, it, it's, it, it feels like we've, like, time traveled Sylvester Stallone back to the 80s when he was making these kind of movies beforehand, and, like, he's doing this latest one now. It, it, <laughs> and it's almost like this movie could have done without Arnold Schwarzenegger, but then you add him, just as like, hey, why not? And here he is, <laughs> and it just becomes even more laughable. I, I, I wish like I wish Space Jail hadn't already come out because we already have there'd already be a sequel in place if that hadn't happened. Like he, he sends send up to space to escape Space Jail next in the next movie, but they've already you know capitalized on that one. That said, yeah, I mean it also stars Vincent D'Afrio and Jesus himself, Jim Caviezel. So. I can't say that I'm, I'm just I, I'm not excited to see this movie more now, but I can't say I'm any more excited to see it than simply just hearing the prep. It's, it's a, it's a weird looking movie. I, I agree with everything that Christian had to say. I'm not necessarily excited about going, racing out to see it, but at the same time, I don't know if I can resist the movie that has Sylvester Stallone as a professional prison escaper. That popular profession that happens, so uh.
3: Does this movie work better with uh, someone more age appropriate in the leads, <laughs> uh, or do or do we allow the goofiness because it's Stallone and Schwarzenegger? I I think
0: would I think, it, I think it would be too serious of a movie if we had people more age appropriate playing the roles. Uh, I don't know what age appropriate is actually <laughs> for this kind of movie. I mean, it, if it, I mean, I guess Sylvester Stallone's character would be more could be younger, and then Arnold Schwarzenegger's like the He's like the old pro that's been in prison. It's like you know, it's uh, what's it? It's it's a uh, The Count of Monte Cristo, <laughs> of course, sort of like Arnold Schwarzenegger, uh, which starred Jim Caviezel. There you go, done. Let's let's just move on. Escape Plan comes out in theaters October eighteenth. Uh, let's move on to our next show, which is for Anchorman: The Legend Continues. This is, of course, the sequel to Anchorman: The Legend of Ron Burgundy, and from what we can tell, this movie takes place in the eighties. It seems. Reteams everyone's favorite news team as they fight to be on the, to, to, I guess, remain the top-rated newsmen by participating in a, what, 24-hour news channel? Um, regardless, it's all these guys, they're back, uh, uh, you know, uh, Will Farrell, Steve Carell, Paul Rudd, David Koechner, as well as uh, a, a bevy of other supporting actors, which includes Kristen Wiig. Ed Helms, uh, James, James Marsden, and I think there's like tons of rumors about other various cameos that are going on in this film. Uh, just go with, Christian, are you a fan of the first Anchorman? What did you think of this trailer?
2: I think the first Anchorman was great. I actually saw it in San Diego before I lived in San Diego for a time. That was fun. I think this trailer, I hate to be Debbie Downer, I, I, I mean, I think there's a reason why this movie took so long to get made, and I don't, based on this trailer, I don't think they have a script that I think it's going to fall into hangover two type territory or worse yet, maybe even hangover three where they get everybody back together. But there's just, there's not a reason the jokes aren't there in the trailer or in one of the trailers, his dog is sitting there drinking out of a straw. Like it's just, I mean, what? I don't know. It seems like the trailer for me, at least was a lot of misses. And I feel like trailers for this types of, these types of movies should have some really funny moments in it. And seeing Ron be fake racist uh, at a dinner party or whatever, it's just, I don't know. I don't know. And, and then New York, uh, yeah. I hope I'm wrong, but I, I don't think it's going to be very good.
3: Brandon, uh, you're not the only Debbie Downer. Don't worry. Um, I' not really looking forward to this. Comedy sequels usually miss more often than they hit. Um, and plus, it's when it was Anchorman two thousand three or two thousand four two thousand four two
0: thousand
3: four. We're about almost ten years removed from that movie, which means that having to go back and then there, it's going to be more of an appreciative effort of the first movie where they're repeating beats because people knew they were funny the first time and just trying to amp them up. And I can just see that coming. Um, I don't like that. They, they brought Christina Applegate back, but it looks like they're going to kick her to the curb right away. Whereas, so Ron Burgundy has essentially gone back to where we started with him in the first movie. Um, not letting the character really grow much, and uh, you know, I'll, I'll probably see it. I might laugh a few times, but I, I'm, I have
0: really low, low expectations for it. I'm sorry, Yeah, I got the wrong guys to talk about Anchorman. The legend continues. I, it's, it's not that I think this is going to be amazing, but at the same time, I think, I think Will Ferrell and Adam McKay, I think they're smarter than just knowing than doing something like Hangover Two, where you just repeat the exact same plot and have you know just the same jokes and amped up. I, I think I, I would give them more credit than that. I think they're smarter at making these kind of movies. And while I don't... I wouldn't say that Anchorman was the movie that needed the sequel as opposed to just doing something original, which they have been doing since Anchorman. Sorry. Give credit where credit's due. And the, I think this will be Will Ferrell's first sequel to one of his films, if I'm not mistaken. Um, but I, I, I think there's territory to tread. And I... The trailer did make me laugh a lot, and Will, Will Ferrell's one of those guys that can do that. He just generally makes me, makes me laugh, and I, well, I'd like to see more of these characters. I, again, I'm not saying that it's the comedy event of the winter, it seems, but I, uh, I'm looking forward to this movie. I, uh, the th- things I've seen made me laugh so far. I wouldn't go so far to speculate on what the plot is, just cause it's, you know, less than two minutes of a, of an hour and forty minute comedy, or whatever it is gonna be. But uh, I, I'm looking forward to it. I, I, ha- I have, I have, I have hopes that are that are that I hope to be met that are that aren't crazy high, but at the same time aren't like going into low expectations. <laughs> Just hoping that I laugh a bit. I think I think I'll probably laugh a genuine amount, regardless of how much the film holds a, a certain legacy in the same way that Anchorman does. Anchorman, being a movie that I do love quite a bit. All right, well, Anchor Bay The Legend Continues comes out December 20th, 2013, just in time for Christmas. We get a little burgundy in you. Uh, so there we go. That's uh, movie trailers. Uh, let's move on. Let's get to our main film review for White House Down. This is John
3: Cale. I'm in the White House. They've taken the building and they're holding hostages, including my daughter.
1: Alpha One, do you have the target? Roger that. We're holding the president in the library.
3: That's a library. Don't go in there, just... Oh, this is so stupid. Give me Mr. President! Go on, go on, go on. Let's just call SEAL Team
0: 6 and they come in here to get us. We have a scrambled sat phone in the residence. Great, okay, where's that at? Of course it is. By the way, John Cale. Same story. That should have been some of the trailer for White House Down, which is the second movie this year that takes, a, takes the basic concept developed by kind of, Die Hard and places the situation within the White House Features Channing Tatum as an aspiring Secret Service agent and Jamie Foxx as the President of the United States. The movie's from director Roland Emmerich, who's made his career out of blowing up things real good in films like Independence Day 2012, 2012. And now he has terrorists taking control of the White House and causing all kinds of mayhem. Uh, early in the film, Tatum has the choice of either rescuing his daughter, which seems fairly possible at this point and could have you know led him to easily exiting all this craziness, but instead he chooses to go after the President. Literally calling his choice so stupid, but also inviting us, the audience, to come along with him. Christian, were you happy to go along with Tatum for this very silly ride?
2: Yeah, I mean, I think, you know, in a nutshell, it's one of the stupidest, dumbest, <laughs> possibly worst movies I've seen in a long time that's also freaking fantastic. Like, I mean, it's, it, it's so dumb, and there are so many dumb lines and just dumb plot devices, and the CG of the vehicles... Like, every helicopter looks so fake. Um, but it does, I mean, I, I feel like that's not what you're there for. It's just kind of a, a ride. And it's like, I totally would recommend, you know, it's, it's awesome. It's, it, but it's so dumb. And I think that's what makes Emmerich fun is that he knows it, right? Like, he knows how dumb his stuff is. And that's why he has lines like that at the beginning, um, to let you know, like, yeah, I'm in on this joke. It's going to be super stupid. Let's go play. Uh, I think it could have been, you know, a
3: little shorter and have been even better that way, but yeah. Brandon? Uh, this is the, uh, the best film of 1993, Summer, probably. Um, but yeah, it's, it's a sloppy movie. It's got a lot of stupid stuff, but you, you can't help but enjoy it. Uh, to, not to keep repeating, but the tongue is firmly in cheek as this movie goes along. And I've kind of, I kind of think that, um Emric is kind of like the uh family friendly um but realizes what he's doing michael bay whereas he's not trying to sell this as badass or i'm too cool and he just goes along and has fun um i thought jason clark was really awesome in this movie um it's pretty badass yeah he, he might yeah his uh his his performance might have been wasted on a silly movie, but he was still quite uh fearful and my or fear-inducing and just evil man. I I I really dug him.
0: I like what he's tough talking of an eleven-year-old. That's that was good. Cool.
3: Yes, yes, <laughs> putting a gun in an eleven-year-old's face. You're gonna go. To, yeah, just uh, I really dug like him. Um, yeah, it, it's incredibly silly, but I mean you you should know that going in anyway, kind of. But I, I'm sure there's people expecting this to be some serious to take and are going to leave pretty pissed off. But I, I kind of felt like this was going to be a very vintage uh, throwback movie, having fun with the concept and, and, you know, pointing out the shortcomings of the old ones while enjoying its own adventure. And I think T- Tatum pretty good in the action star role. Um, I, I still want to see him and John Cena as brothers in an action movie. <laughs> um, but it, it, it's, it's, it's it's harmless. It's I mean, it's just a little fun, you know.
0: diehard concept action movie. Cena and Tatum in a remake of Navy Seals. There you go. There we go. Thank um, you. <laughs> I I enjoyed this movie. I didn't expect not to. I like Roland Emmerich in general. Like I I wouldn't say I love his movies, but he has a his movies are generally very fun and earnest in a way that kind of works in this summer atmosphere. And I mean yeah the movie is silly and i'm not going to keep harking i'll probably keep harking on the silliness later but th- in general the movie works i think because the cast is a lot of fun and i think you get a good amount of time to spend with them before the action actually starts taking place like you have you establish jamie fox and you establish uh channing tatum but you have a, a wealth of other character right? you have you have james woods there yeah you, you have maggie gyllenhaal you have rich, rich jenkins that's why i call him rich my best friend rich jenkins um and just a host of other just recognizable faces in this movie and they're, you know, they're generally likable people besides the villains of course. I mean you, that's something that I think Emmerich does well and that he's not given enough credit for. People, I think, see his movies and they make a lot of money because you like the cast that's involved or they're at least very watchable because of the cast. It's not about them having, you know, a lot of depth as characters, it's just about you being able to say like hey I'm having fun with these guys because they're you know bouncing dialogue off each other that's not necessarily great dialogue it's just fun it's just it sets things up well and then the action does kick in and and Rick knows how to do that kind of movie I would say that as far as the action goes as much as I like a lot of the action in there it does seem like there's an awful lot of CG like it feels like I, I I feel like I could see fake backgrounds a lot in this movie, which is the same. Oh, yeah. which is the same yeah, problem. Yeah. I had the same problem in 2012 as well. So I don't know who, which is also another Sony movie. I don't I don't know who he's using as a special effects supervisor, but the rotoscoping's not that good on the in the green screen territory because I
2: and they had a hundred and fifty or whatever it was million dollar budget. It's not I, yeah. as if this was they made it for forty and got a movie out.
0: Yeah, exactly. And that was a per, that was not necessarily an issue, but something noticeable I had with Olympus has fallen, which from March this year the other white house Die Hard movie which was notably cheaper but i and i figured that that would be like that would be like a couple years ago when like the losers came out in april and then the a-team came out in june and those are very similar movies but very similar and you know how kind of one's lower budget one's a higher budget one looked better this one i thought would look better than the other but it did actually just <laughs> say i mean it was grander in scale i would say but i still found there to be kind of yeah effects issues and stuff but, I mean, regardless of that, getting back to just the main points, it's fun. It's a fun movie. I had a lot of fun with this movie. I do think it's too long. I think it decides to, like, go way too far in, in its end run where you have multiple endings. It's, and it, I guess to its credit, you never quite know what the end game is, which is something interesting about a movie like this where it's not just, it might not just be money, it might not just be revenge, it might not just be bombing one place, but there's a whole bunch of things going on. Even if we have unnecessary twists that go on at the last second.
2: So. Yeah, see, I think that's the movie trying to be smarter than it is, and that's kind of where it fails. Like, I don't, you don't need to know what the end game is. You need to know that this guy wants to kill this guy, and this guy in the tank top's gonna go kill him instead. Like, that's, that's all you need to know.
3: Yeah, the, 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 the important thing is, like, everybody getting out safe and surviving, not who's doing what, or
0: what guy's trying to sell off this, or who's that. Revenge. I do like how the stakes were raised, like, every ten minutes as the movie went along. It, it wasn't just, like, one thing. It was like, no, now he's attacking this. Like, it, it just kept it, mo- it kept moving forward in that aspect. I, okay, so I, I did like, um, I like that, regardless of how silly it is, the president is along for the ride in this movie. <laughs> you have Jamie Literally. Fox, you have, yeah, you have, yeah, you, literally. You have J.B. Fox getting basically rescued by tape by John Cale. Early on in the film, so instead of the president being a hostage for the majority of the thing, he's just literally right there. It's a buddy movie in the White House with him fighting with Channing Tatum.
2: Yeah, I think they – like, I like that. I mean, to me, I mean, uh, Air Force One saw a badass Harrison Ford president. One of the Clancy movies – or maybe – no, it's one of the Clancy books where – spoiler alert. Um, Jack Ryan. Jack Ryan becomes president. Um But like, I think they could have justified this. Just I just needed one scene of him like in the White House dojo or whatever, like taking down a secret like he's sparring with a Secret Service agent, and then be like, still got it, or you know, (laughs) just just something. Because I feel like they oscillate between how badass is he and how badass isn't he, and I think that's fine. But show me something that like. Just for fun, he does something like he likes kicking ass or whatever, and uh, you never get that with this. So yeah, I think they, it's, they, they want to do more. Well, they of the made job. it.
0: They want to they, make make it more of he's a pacifist and he's never seen action before, and like yeah, they a,
3: made a point to point out that he'd never been military or something early on, right? Which I think is
2: fine. I think you can have that line. I feel like that was for maybe a different plot device of you know the underlying motives for things versus. You know, he's never shot a gun before, but yet he can keep a semi-automatic straight. He, and also lines don't make sense. Like, it's in the trailer. You know, you dropped a rocket launcher. Um, I know, or, or what does he say? Kale's like, I know you're into peace and but I need you to get out there and do your job after the president has already killed people. So it doesn't, and I know <sighs> I'm deconstructing a dumb movie, but like, I, for me personally, I wanted to see Jamie Foxx earn those stripes or have them previously be earned, and before we get too far away from it, Brandon, I just want to say I understand your point, but 1993 was Jurassic Park, it was uh, free Uh. willy. It was
0: airborne.
2: Uh, okay, let,
0: let, we'll, we'll take it back. We really, we really two. stepped out. We have Jurassic Park to, to Free Willy to
2: Airborne. Well, I think we were stepping up every time there, Aaron. Okay. So well, the, watch, I guess watch what logical, you the,
3: say.
0: The nestological step was Last Action Hero. Then exactly awesome. that, that is where it is. But how, I about,
3: how about I just go early '90s? One of the love it. Seven. Yeah. Perfect. There we go. There we go. Uh,
0: <laughs> I'd say '94. Just double team it with Clear and Present Danger. Um, I. Regardless of the action that Fox participates in, I did like Fox as the president. I wouldn't say that he's Bill Pullman good or Morgan Freeman good, but I I, I enjoyed him as as the, the 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 super version of Obama, where like, that the the ultimate idea of what I, Obama was trying to represent. And I I, I enjoyed he did he did a, he did kind of a voice for the president. He had kind of a, a more official voice as as a what's his name, President uh, Sawyer, and. Uh, he, he, he held, he held, he held his own. I, I do like Tatum in this movie. I think he's, he's doing a better job of balancing the, the action side of him and the, the more kind of fun side of him. Something I don't think he did well, well as well in the past. And I think now that he's, he's becoming more comfortable in having a certain on-screen charisma, I think he, that's working for him well in this movie. Uh, and obviously calling to, calling back to John McCoy and giving his name, John Cale. Eddie, you know, is wearing a, he's wearing a wife beater, a dirty wife beater, getting beat up throughout the movie. It's, a uh, it's fun to see those two together. And I think the action with them is the way, getting away from the effects and getting away from how competent certain people are in action. I, I do like Emmerich putting these two into gunfights and fist fights and things. I think they, I think it works well to, you know, keep the fun moving when you're not, you know, focused on just like, hey, these characters are having witty ban, or witty. They're having some banter with each other. It's, it's fun.
2: I mean, I mentioned it, and I think it, it it could have been... What happened to editors? I know this movie had an editor, but really... I mean, I think if this were a tight 90 or 110 minutes, I would have left, like, not having taken a breath, and the movie would have been so much better for it. I feel like they... Well, one, as bad as the... I think some of the special effects looked, they really seemed to hold on helicopters swooping around through a city. And the whole time, I'm just thinking, these helicopters look like crap. Like, I don't need minutes of that. I think there's plenty of places you can cut two minutes, five minutes and just trim a whole bunch of this movie down um, and have made it a better experience in general. That's my my biggest complaint with this dumb movie is you, it's you trim, too you trim, long.
0: You trim down White House down?
2: I do. I, yeah, I trim it down big time.
0: Yeah, Some of the st- stupidity
3: in the film might have been less too had they made this a little bit tighter and you wouldn't have to sit and think on things so much with the plot. And then I guess I had a problem with some, did it feel like to you guys that they were trying to escalate the, the motives of the terrorists and then taking it back down to what it simply is and then taking it back up again and then trying to, cause I, I they kept at the beginning, they hinted to a bigger thing, but then it just became, Oh no, this is it just revenge. And then, Oh no, 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 there's something more behind. It. Oh no, it's just revenge again.
0: I wouldn't say I was bothered it with like- the, I wouldn't say I was bothered with the kind of peaks and valleys of the stakes of the film. I was just, <laughs> it, it, it was, it was just growing like, wow, they, they, they really keep, the, uh, the, the game plan keeps changing here of <laughs> what we're actually trying to do. Well, I felt
3: yeah. it would try to change, but then go back to being the same. And it just couldn't make up its mind, and then when it did, it was just, ugh, kinda sloppy to the finish.
0: I mean, yeah, it's certainly not, worse. it's certainly no, um certainly no diehard in terms of trying to get that, have one way, and then, well, it's actually this kind of thing, it's just more like, no, it's this, then it's this, then it's this, then it's this, then it's this. and it, it, yeah, it, it I mean, yeah, it has a it has a lot of a prolonged scenario that kind of keeps going. There's multiple endings and all that, but
1: yeah. yeah,
2: I mean that's the thing. I hate to like dive in and overly dissect this movie because, like I said, I totally enjoyed seeing it. I saw it at the dome, the ArcLight dome, so it was big and I was going to say beautiful, but it's not. I mean the <laughs> the action scenes are 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 well shot. I think.
0: Um I mean, even getting away from some of the. CG stuff, I do think it's a, I, I do like, I do like the scale of this movie, I would say it's the same, you know, well, I think World War Z showed me last week what scale looks like, but I mean, this movie, it did have a, it did look big, it did look expensive, regardless of various issues here and there, I, do, I do think it, it, it looked like DC was under attack by people, in a you know, convincing manner for a lot of it.
2: Yeah, no, totally, like, I, and so I mean, I can sit here and, and, you know, dive deeper into the movie, like, I don't know why, The daughter survived as long as, I mean, I I don't think, as soon as, I mean, how much can I spoil or say something? I don't know. I I mean, there was a point in the movie where they go after her where if it were IRL, there's why, why not kill her? Like you have plenty of other hostages, like you don't need her. You don't know who or what she is. She's a girl that like is meddling. She's She's dead.
0: She's a little girl.
2: Okay. (laughs) And it's PG-13 so you kill her off screen i mean
3: (laughs) (laughs) well then and there's another character in there that uh, why they didn't kill him they just shot him in the knee it didn't make sense when there was a character's like you're gonna have to go through me first and i I thought he got shot in the gut but it ends up they cut away and he's in the knee and i ooh, big scary bad guy shot him in the knee yeah uh,
0: the hostages aren't much of a big factor in the movie it would seem like it And there's not many. You'd think there'd be been more. There's just a room. It was a it was a whole White House tour. Some secret, some uh, some cabinet members. It's not like
3: White House empty, more like it than.
0: (laughs) It was it wasn't a busy day. everyone everyone's up in Air Force One, and that that kind of that didn't that didn't have a turn for the better. Um, I will say about the daughter of Joey Joey King actress. Um, I didn't find her annoying, which is something that tends to be a problem for me in these kind of movies where you have a kid character um uh, given that she factors heavily into the actual story of the film i didn't really find her a dork i thought she was actually pretty good in this movie
3: she's old people's gateway into technology who go to see the film <laughs> yes. but no I, I agree with that it, she i mean she proved very relevant to everything else aside from just being captured but i never learned how
2: much a human head weighs um And I never learned whether or not dead people could be seen. And I really struggled with a lot of what... I feel like this kid could have
0: brought... (laughs) All I I know is that she has like 700 million YouTube followers now and like a whole bunch of Twitter followers. Like Channing Tatum should... Instead of worrying about terrorists trying to get at his daughter, you should try to worry about all the boys trying to get at his daughter now that she's, you know, glad, hooting it up on Twitter and YouTube with all this exclusive footage she got on her cell phone. The white phone
2: ho- Hopefully she monetized her YouTube account before that video went live.
3: <laughs> and we never got to see her her YouTube channel or her,
0: her website. We got to see her special talent come into play though, guys. Let's see, James Woods is in this movie. I'm gonna spoil this, because I don't think it's a huge spoiler. James Woods is the bad guy. He, he, he's the bad guy. Um, you know, he's, he's, he's Secret Service, he's gonna retire, and he turns out that he's tart Traitor. And he's, he's, he's the bad guy. He has his own reasons, which I won't reveal. But, I, like, I, I enjoyed James Woods in this movie. He, he, he seemed to have the, the right balance of being very James Woodsy. And I mean, honestly, if you cast James Woods in the movie, it, aren't you, isn't he likely gonna be the bad guy anyway? Like, it doesn't seem like a huge spoiler to, to say James Woods is playing an evil character. But I, I liked him in this film. I liked him as the villain. My my favorite part of James Woods in this movie actually is when he has what I thought was a heart attack or, but it said it just like it's it's something else, but he's like he's on the stairs running around and he suddenly like he gets a cramp in his arm. He's like, Ah, oh, he's trying to hold it in and I feel like the movie cut away from us seeing James Woods just like try to fight down this like heart attack or whatever it was he was having i,
2: I think it was because then it wasn't taking like nitrates or something
0: like changed, But yeah because then, then you, you know. cut to him taking gotta get those pills he had to have his chems in before so he could have to be attacked later on it was just it to see it was just hilarious to me.
3: how did he keep his little secret from everybody i mean if he's like a high-ranking secret service official protecting the president and stuff wouldn't his doctor visits be very public? Well, I think to, presu- um...
0: presumably, if he's the head of the secret service, he's the one yeah. that's controlling all that knowledge to get out to begin with. So he just, you know, puts that under the, the presidential rug. I suppose. And he, he was a, he was a solid bad guy. And I don't think I've seen James Wood in a,
3: Woods in a movie in a long time.
0: Certainly not this prominent. Yeah. yeah
3: not this prominent. But I mean, you you see, you see the movie, the credits roll, you're like, oh, James Woods is in this. Oh, he's probably probably the bad guy.
0: <laughs> probably a bad guy. But, uh, no, i
3: thought I thought they were gonna like weakly like kill him off with a heart attack and let the terrorists like escalate it even more without him in play
0: that would uh, have been interesting actually and I actually thought that too I thought Jay, I thought like it'd be like jason Clark would suddenly take over as his lead bad guy but, yeah no they're two they're, they're just batting it up together that's what they're that's what they're going for uh there's a there's a car chase that takes place in this movie and it's not even on streets it's on the White House lawn Few directors I think could make this work, but I think Roland Emmerich somehow pulls it off well. Where there's sort of like he establishes a reason why this is happening, and it's just it, it, it's one of those things that could have been trimmed down because it seems like a very long car chase that occurs on the White House lawn. It's like twenty laps, isn't it? <laughs> yeah, but I was having a lot of fun with it. I mean, that's basically my main takeaway of this movie. But I enjoyed that. I enjoyed that there was they somehow managed to have a car chase in this movie. And that was it was entertaining to me. Uh,
3: I thought it was. I would have trimmed it down a bit. It was fun, though. I just, I I didn't get a sense of, like, I mean, if if you're making a movie about the White House lawn, you can get some shots better of the White House lawn than what they were giving me to see where exactly they were driving. I felt like, aside from that the little water thing, fountain, whatever, I really didn't get a sense of where they were driving around, because there were a lot of close-ups and stuff, but...
2: I feel like they were hanging on it to raise stakes, right? Like they need to get out, they can't get out, or how can they get out? How are they going to pull this off? Yeah. But I feel like when the whole movie is that, that I don't need to see, I agree him, I don't need to see them driving around the fountain a hundred times to do that. I think it could have been punctuated with how many, what, they're like three missile blasts and in, in, in that span of things. Yeah, yeah. And again, like I hate to sit here and, this movie could be endlessly picked apart. But that's not the point of the movie. So if you're listening, every negative thing I say about just quit listening and go watch the freaking movie.
0: What are some yeah. other fun th- what are some other fun things that you found in the movie? Go back over, just change it up a little bit. The fun parts? Well just, just, just name just name one other thing that you thought instead of picking apart the bad parts, what's another fun part that you enjoyed in the movie?
1: Well,
2: I mean, to quote Jeff Kannada, uh it's 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 more fun than it is good i mean that's the, that's the thing the movie is bigger than the sum of its parts i don't think there's any individual part that is great because when you look at it in isolation it seems stupid like oh jamie fox gets out jordan so that's so dumb but in scene in the whole scope of things it's cool they make fun of obama's you know not smoking nicorette addiction kind of <laughs> kind of funny um and like when you Isolate any of these things? I think it's just ridiculous. But when you watch the whole movie, you know you're having a great time throughout the two hours and nine hundred minutes that it is.
0: I mean, the Jordans just seems like a functional choice. It's like you're gonna be running around the White House, escaping terrorists, and you're finally on a break from having you know somebody else tell you what shoes to wear. I'm gonna pick out my Jordans. I'm gonna put, <laughs> put those on. It it's is like, funny though seeing when he's walking. He's like there's, there's scenes where you see like kind of full shots of them running around, and you see him like wearing a full suit and, and white Jordans on the bottom. And it's like, oh okay. Yeah,
2: or, or when uh he re-tucks, there's a point in the movie where Jamie Foxx re-tucks in his shirt and fixes his tie. Like, really? I don't think you're doing that right then, buddy.
3: Uh but, <laughs> Like I said, for me, it's much better than the, some of its parts. It, it's something that flies by and you're, you're having fun watching it, but the minute you stop to think about it, it's, I, I don't know. The fun is while you're watching it, not like right here after we watched it, I, I'd say. All I still right. say it's fun, yeah. but I'm just when you when you when you go back to think about it and talk about it, like we have, it it starts getting kind of ugly, which is where I understand where Christian's coming from.
0: Let's get to our rating. I think we've discussed White House Down as thoroughly as we can. Um, let's uh, rate the film. Uh, each week on Out Now, fair and we each week on Out Now, if Aaron and Abe, we try to rate films based on when you should go and see them, and we have a scale that goes from IMAX to theater, dollar theater, Netflix, HBO TV, or just kind of forget about it. Brandon, on that scale, where would you put White House Down?
3: I would say, um, I'm going to have to say, while I, I, I did have a lot of fun with the movie, I'm going to say Netflix with a bowl of popcorn and a nice, uh, chilled craft brew. Christian? If you have the disposable income, and I, and I
2: don't say that jokingly. I mean, movies are expensive today, but if you have the disposable income to go see a movie like this, I think it's worth seeing. Like I saw it in the Arclight Dome, which if you're not familiar with it is, Akin to an IMAX type. I mean, it's a it's a big not IMAX, full IMAX, but fake IMAX. It's a big, cool screen and good cool place to see a movie. If you have that kind of disposable income to go blow on just a dumb summer movie, do it. If not, wait till Netflix but go over to a friend's house that has the sixty or seventy inch T V and uh sit back with some popcorn.
0: That's a that's a well thought out answer, once again. Um I'm gonna yeah, I'm gonna say Dollar Theater. I think it's a it's a fine fine matinee to catch. It's a it's fun. Um, I wouldn't put it on like Fast and Furious levels of fun, but it gets the job done for what he's trying to do. So there you go. Um, let's see. Let's move on to uh, movie callback, callback, callback. We um this is where we discuss a couple films that relate in some way to the main feature of the week that we might have you know thought of before, after, during the movie. And uh, Brandon, any uh, movies you thought of?
3: Easily like stuff like Die Hard, Under Siege. Um me of those from back in the day and uh, Star Trek 3 the search for Spock
0: okay uh, Christian
3: yeah it's hard not to think back to the
2: the action movies of your and for at least my you know youth um, with this type of movie and and, and it's it, I think it strikes the right balance between something a little more cheeky like under siege and something a little more serious that holds up like die hard I don't think you know, 20 years from now, however long it's been since the original Die Hard, people will look back at this film uh, thinking it's anything important, but I don't think it'll be as big of a joke as um, – oh, what's that uh, – uh, oh, man, I'm totally blanking uh, – Stealth it's Bomber movie. Um, stealth? Stealth, yes, exactly. Stealth. That, <laughs> um,
0: or, or Broken Arrow.
2: Broken Arrow, either one. Um, yeah, Broken Arrow, oh my gosh. So I don't think it'll fall into that category, but it, it definitely harkens back to that style of cinema.
0: Yeah, I thought of a lot of things here, um, more Die Hard of a Vengeance than Die Hard actually, just given the buddy aspect of it. Um, the Rock came to mind, uh, other Amarik movies, Air Force One, of course, uh, Olympus' has Fallen for obvious reasons, and uh, Salt came to mind, which is, so, I, I keep thinking of Salt in in certain movies just because that, that movie, I feel like brought back, like the giant, like the, the, the high stakes of what the actual, like, outcome would be if the bad guys were to succeed and i've seen a lot of that since that movie uh which i haven't seen since like since 90s action movies really so like yeah this white house down has i guess it raises some like if the bad guys were to succeed the the world would change kind of scenarios. so yeah, yeah for the
2: better <laughs>
0: <laughs> that's that's the most jinguistic thing i think we've said involving white house Down. Um, so yeah, there we go. Movie callback, <laughs> callback, callback. Um, let's see. Normally we do some other segments, but I think Abe and I are gonna tackle those later. So we're gonna skip right to, uh, right to, uh, right to having some game time here. Let's uh, let's get that going. That's of course the sound for games, and I have a game for you guys to play this week. It is the return of WMMD's, which made more dough. And this is the game where I'm going to name two films, and you have to tell me which one made more at the box office. Yeah, it's a simple, you know, vote one way or vote the other way. The worldwide or domestic? Domestically, non-inflated. Right. And uh, the theme this week is, of course, White House movies slash uh, Emmerich movies slash Channing Tatum and J.B. Fox movies. Everything that could relate in some way to White House Downs. So here we go. Here's the first one. JFK versus Lincoln. Uh, JFK. Lincoln. JFK made $70 million. Lincoln made $182 million. Lincoln made a lot of money. I, I just want people to know that. Know. It's surprising when I look at that number. People want to see Lincoln.
2: I have the screener still sitting on uh my <laughs> TV stand, and I have yet to watch I'm like, I know this is good, but I'm never in the mood to sit down and watch
0: it. You weren't in the mood after White House Down, after they did the thing?
2: Uh, no, yeah, I wasn't. They, I clearly wasn't in the mood before I needed to vote. <laughs>
0: <laughs> they They did the thing, though. The yeah, uh, The American president or Dave? Dave? Dave. The American president made 60 million dollars. Dave made 63 million dollars. Yes!
2: That was the big thing in Dave was he shook his own hand. <laughs> <laughs> uh,
0: the next one here. Frost Nixon or
3: Nixon? Nixon. Yeah, Nixon.
0: Nixon made 13 million. Frost Nixon made 18 million.
2: Boo.
0: Surprising surprising that Nixon made that 11 money. (laughs) Here's the next one. Keeping Oliver Stone going. W or My Fellow Americans?
2: (sighs) I don't even remember. I don't even remember My Fellow Americans.
0: That one has has, uh, uh, Jack Jack Levin and James Garner, I believe. Oh,
2: yeah, definitely that one.
0: Uh, W made 25 million. My Fellow Americans made 22 million. Oh, man. So far, I'm <laughs> <winning> this game. <laughs> um, here we go. First daughter or Chasing Liberty? what's Chasing Katie, Liberty. One star, Katie Holmes. The other starred Mandy Moore. Uh man, First
2: Daughter. We'll keep it. We'll just keep guessing differently.
0: First, <laughs> first daughter went nine million. Chasing Liberty twelve million.
2: When do we get the, the sequels to those?
0: I yeah right. Second daughter is about the vice president's kid. It will be good. Uh, okay, here we go. Magic Mike or 21 Jump Street?
2: 21 Jump Street. Yeah, 21 Jump Street.
0: Magic Mike, we had $118. $18. $18 billion. <laughs> That's it. That's all it did. All in ones. Uh 21 Jump Street made $138 million. There you go. And let's see what's next. Fighting or The Eagle? Channing Tatum Classics. Fighting. I'm going to go with The Eagle. Fighting. 23 eagle 19 so it's a good job christian thank you law-abiding citizen or ray ray yeah ray ray edges it out 75 to 73 collateral or dream girls dream girls dream girls this is how little I know about Dreamgirls. I forgot Jamie Foxx was in that movie. I have not seen Dreamgirls, but I did not. I like. I just thought it was like the Beyonce Eddie Murphy show featuring Jennifer Hudson. But it is Dreamgirls, by the way. One hundred and three to one hundred and one.
3: We gave uh, Jennifer Hudson an Oscar for that movie. Just to remind people. I, That's true. Brandon and I went over to her house to give it to her. <laughs> yep. <laughs> she hopes to be in more movies someday.
0: Wasn't she in Sex and the City too? Still sexing. I said she hopes to be in more movies someday. Or no, I think she's in the first one. I haven't seen either, but I think it was the first one. Uh, It was the second one. Okay, fine. I'm pretty (laughs) sure. Internet, let me know. Shut up, Christian. (laughs) (laughs) um, Here we go. Day after tomorrow, or 2012. 2012?
2: Day after tomorrow.
0: If it was, if you were talking worldwide, it'd be 2012, because that movie did massive money overseas, but, Domestically, it is day after tomorrow with 186 to 166. And last one, Rush Hour or Bad Boys 2. Rush Hour, Bad Boys 2. Rush Hour made 141. Bad Boys 2 made 138. Oh. And I think that well, let's see. Christian
3: made a comeback there in the end.
0: Yes, he did, Christian. You take the game for this week. You win. You were the.
2: What well, I think it's my first. Ever every time where I won because it's multiple choice and I don't have to come up with answers to your <laughs> dumb questions that nobody knows what they are talking
0: about.
1: <laughs> well, congratulations. <laughs> you did it. Yeah. <laughs>
0: and and Alakoshi was insulting the host.
2: <laughs> hey, only one of the hosts cuz the good host isn't here right oh, now. Oh, know? God. <laughs> good, good
0: host is here. Oh, he'll be on soon enough. But uh yeah, <laughs> yeah. Let's uh, let's talk about what, that. That's how you play games. By the way, congratulations to Christian Spicer for winning the game. Um, he already got his prize. He got the he got the fire. He got to fire, fire, fire a shot at Aaron. That was that was. Just, uh, let's Winner talk of one insult. <laughs> let's talk about what's happening next week. The Lone Ranger comes out, featuring Tonto, and and the Winkleboss one of the Winkleboss twins. I forget which one. I don't. It's the one. It's the better looking one. Um. And yeah, that's that's it. the screens. Uh Despicable Me Two also comes out next weekend, I believe, right, doesn't it? Yes, I think so. And uh yeah, lots of other things at the box office as well. But what do we think, guys? What do we think's gonna, gonna gonna top the box office next week and by how much?
2: This is tough between those two because I don't have my finger on the pulse of like kids' movies that if it's not Pixar, I always feel like they don't do that well, but then I look at numbers and I'm like, how did it do that well, but a lot of times I feel like it's because it has legs. I think Lone Ranger will come out on top, but not. It won't be crazy. If I'm going to put a number to it, I'll do 38 million.
0: That's a good guess because I'm actually going. See, I'm I'm going Lone Ranger. I think it's going to go second place, but I think it's still going to do like a really strong because it's like it's. I think it's going to do like a really strong second. I think it's going to be like a good 43 billion, but uh and like I think the stick will be too. My Edge it out, but we'll we'll see. I'm very, I'm very curious too as to what's gonna pan out for the, the love for Johnny Depp or, you know, basically having a kids movie come out on 4th of July weekend. So, we'll, uh, we'll see. Brandon, your thoughts?
3: Is it, are we doing a five day or three day?
0: I'm just gonna do the three day for now. Just keep it simpler.
3: Uh, well if it's a three day, I'm gonna go, I'm gonna do Despicable Me 2 with, uh, 46.
2: Brandon, where what where do you live? I'm sorry for not knowing.
0: i live but, in
3: Indianapolis.
2: Is there media coverage? Is uh, Lone Ranger? I mean, is there advertising penetration there?
0: <laughs> I think that's the proper term: advertising penetration.
3: Yeah, yeah, there it's all over. Uh, well, I mean, there we don't have a uh, we have some billboards. It's not like uh, turn around and you see uh, like Lone Ranger in your face everywhere, just like you know Hollywood and Burbank and everything, but. It's there. Um, I think Lone Ranger personally looks pretty generic and just uninspired, but I'm going with the fact that families may be busy on July 4th and maybe a little bit of the 5th, or maybe uh, we'll take the kids for the weekend into Despicable Me too and it'll pump up a little bit on the weekend compared to the 4th itself.
0: Brandon, generic. I mean, Johnny Depp has he's making faces and Helena Bonham Carter's there like these things never happen in movies. What are you come on, what are you talking about, generic? I
3: know. I know. Um yeah. I just feel I, like it, it's
2: not for like what could have been a big tentpole. I feel like Disney's kind of almost pulling a John Carter with this movie. At least the ads I see for it in LA. I mean, there's a few billboards, but I mean, there's there's been way more Wolverine billboards since, you know, May here. And it doesn't come out until July, what, middle of July. Yeah. I'm just surprised. And the billboards all seem kind of dark in tone. It's like that real dark blue. And, and I think that's just a miss for how ultimately lighthearted Lone Ranger is going to be. And I think it's the kind of, like, you know, dads, take your kids, take your young boys. Like, this is the Lone Ranger. I know it hasn't been hip for a while. Um, and I, I think Disney might know something that we don't.
3: Well, I... also, look at, look at like, um, the success of other, like, Try attempts to modernize westerns like Cowboys versus Aliens. I mean, you had James Bond and Harrison Ford and adding aliens in the mix, and that didn't really inspire much people to show up at the box office either.
0: I think they're riding on a lot of faith from the Pirates movies, but at the same time, I feel like the Pirates was advertised the same way, the first one anyway. I I think it had a. I don't think you knew what you were getting when you were going into that movie, and it just turned out to be a surprise hit. Am I saying Lone Ranger is going to be that big of a hit? No, but I do. I do think right? there's, I do think there's a similar marketing trend. But pi-
3: pirates, pirates also didn't have, you know, four s- slowly degrading pirates movies leading up to a, a movie that's now advertising itself as the new pirates.
0: I mean, you say that, but they, they, the second one is the biggest moneymaker, and the and the, the fourth one, made, I mean, worldwide, that movie's the movie's uh, second most. I was, most big. <laughs> we were discussing domestics. So oh, yeah, I get, just, yeah. I get that. Yeah, but I mean, I, I wouldn't say the box office wise, the pirates movies are waning that much.
2: No, but I mean, Aaron, correct yeah. me if I'm wrong, but I, I think the first Pirates movie was almost a surprise to them. It
0: was. I, it was a very big surprise. Yeah. I'm, not, I'm not, I mean, that's the, that's why I can't predict how well Will and is gonna do, but I'm saying that it seems like a very similar marketing campaign to that first Pirates movie. I don't know how well that's gonna work given that we're post-Pirates, but I wouldn't, I wouldn't be surprised either way, I guess, if it would, if it did turn out to be like, hey, it's a surprise thing, or if like, no, it's just kind of, nah.
2: Yeah, I think if for Lone Ranger to do well, there's going to need to be some big positive reviews and word of mouth, which is I think what Pirates got, but that was also in a different era where people were pleasantly surprised. Like we thought this was going to be Haunted House or whatever that Eddie, the first Disney ride was. And like, this is awesome. This is fun. It doesn't take itself seriously. And I think Lone Ranger, well, one, uh, reviews aren't out yet. (laughs) And, and two, uh, yeah,
3: yeah. Well, and is, is Army Hammer like, huge yet really i I mean he doesn't i mean he's got to take off somewhere and then johnny depp for for women he's all uh, is is native american battle indian makeup sexy for the girls now or again
0: i mean i gotta call back to pirates though none of them were big names when that first movie came i mean in terms of selling tickets johnny depp wasn't that he was that name after pirates came out yeah he was certainly a prominent movie star but he wasn't the guy that gets people into seats well, I think we, neither we, it was we, Jeffrey Rush or Orlando Bloom or Karen Knightley the, the, the pirates movies took made their careers you know blast into a higher atmosphere I would say. But the, yeah I, I I totally agree with And you Johnny Depp, you know, but, he's in drag the whole pretty much. He's he's got these giant uh, dreadlocks and all this yeah. weird pirate garb going on. I mean, it's nice. No,
3: I don't discredit what you're saying about pirates, but we've been through those movies now and here's a movie trying to capitalize off of pirates in its advertising.
0: Yeah, I get, I get like
3: it. so so now people are like, "Ah, I'm, maybe tired of that and it's yeah i just i don't know it maybe it takes off but i just it might be stale for american audiences at this point and it's a it's a western too and i just don't think those have been doing too well
0: when trying oh, that's to be a big, that's the biggest big thing I, yeah that's the biggest thing i would say the movie has going against it the fact that it is a another western and westerns don't generally do that well at the box office when it comes to you know summertime fun I mean, if it
3: does well, it could bring him back for a bit, for a stint. But just, I don't, I don't know. This this movie seemed like it was going to be like the big picture of the summer a couple years ago when they were talking about it. But now it just another another week, another new movie.
0: I'll just. I'm going to continue putting faith in Gore Verbinski in terms of just having fun with the movie. (laughs) That was our extended take on what we think is going to do well at the box office next weekend. Basically gonna get back to Abe and I talking about other things going on in this podcast. So that's gonna, for the guest segment, that's gonna conclude this week for, uh, for you two, for Christian and Brandon. But thank you guys for coming on. Where can, Brandon, where can people find more of your work?
3: You can find, uh, my work at whysoblue.com and also my personal, uh, blog site, Naptown Nerd. Uh, this is naptownnerd.blogspot.com currently doing a Guillermo del Toro, uh, filmography retrospective leading up to Pacific Rim.
0: Christian?
2: ChristianSpicer.com is a website that I have. I also co-host a podcast. Eh, it's supposed to be every week, but schedules sometimes don't allow called Uninformed Opinions with Stuart Knock who listeners might know as Wombat from Cheapass Gamer. And, uh, yeah, like you mentioned, Double Jump will be coming to the Nerdist channel this summer, so keep an eye out for that.
0: Cool, cool. Uh, thank you guys for coming on. Thank, Thank you. you. Thanks for having us. Yeah, for sure. And um, I'm going to throw it back to Abe and myself after a word from our sponsor. Today's podcast is brought to you by Audible.com. You get a free audiobook download if you go to www.audibletrial.com. There are over 100,000 titles to choose from for your iPhone, Android, Kindle, or MP3 player. For you, the listeners of OutNow, Theron and Abe, Audible is offering a free audiobook download with a free 30-day trial to give you the opportunity to check out their service. This week I have a recommendation. It is Fair Game. My Life is a Spy by Betrayal by the White House. I just chose it because it had White House in the title. But I've also seen the movie adaptation, which starred Naomi Watts and Sean Penn. Uh, This is a movie about Valerie Wilson, Valerie Plame, um, the object of the Plame CIA leak. The case that resulted in the conviction of the Vice President's Chief of Staff, Scooter Libby, who spoke publicly... Only twice since she was, since Valerie Plane was outed in July 2003, now she tells not only the real story behind the leak, but describes her life as the as the C, at the CIA, and what happened to where her cover was blown. You can, you can download that book, which is narrated by Valerie Plane, actually, and, uh, you can do that at audibletrial.com slash out in a podcast. Um, you can again. You can download that book. You can listen to the whole thing. You can delete your account, and you get to keep the book anyway. I mean, everyone wins in this situation. So once again, audibletrial.com. dot com slash now
1: podcast. Very cool. Thanks, sir. Hey, let's move into uh, box office. Hey, hey, that's you. Yeah, yeah. You guys had a great discussion. <laughs> yeah, huh. yeah, we did. Too bad yeah. I couldn't join. I, I, I had, I had very much similar thoughts to you.
0: Okay. <laughs> yeah. Thank you. Um, well, yeah, let's go over the box-off. Each week we go over the box-off to try to find out if our previous week's predictions were anywhere close to what actually happened. Abe, do you remember what you uh, predicted?
1: Uh, I think I predicted uh, that Monsters University would still be number one, uh, but it was no, – close second was uh, White House Down, and then uh, third was uh, The Heat. I don't remember in dollar value, though.
0: Um, I don't have it in front. Actually, I, I got rid of those numbers because <laughs> I, I do – I. I I erased the spot where I usually have them so I could put this week's <laughs> in, since we're doing the show a bit out of order. But regardless, we were all wrong, so it doesn't really make much of a difference. Because White House Down came in fourth place this weekend. Oof. Uh, Monsters University did top the box off at 46 million. The Heat came in second place at 40 million, a strong opening, for a bad film. And World War Z held on to third place with 29 million.
1: I'm glad. I'm glad about yeah. World War Z. Yeah.
0: yeah. And yeah, White House Down came in at 20 with 25 million in fourth place. Oof. And it's a. Uh, I mean, I, I wouldn't, people are probably disappointed, uh, <laughs> in some camps. Um, but I, <laughs> I certainly like the movie. I think it's fun and I would hope, to, I'd, I'd hope that other people go see it as opposed to Pete. But, uh, yeah, you know, we'll see. Not every, Channing Tatum didn't just knock it, knock it straight away out this time, but it, a lot of, a lot of different things to, to one can blame on that. Given
1: <laughs> it's fun. Melissa McCarthy's heat. Which yeah, I, the... I didn't see, but I was I, I was told by a certain Aaron Neworth to to maybe stay away from. Hey, that was that was. <laughs> it still shock, It shocks me that that movie's rated positively
0: right now. Because and I sent you the text like right on Tuesday. Right, like, yeah. Don't see the heat. <laughs> and I was like, oh,
1: how sad. <laughs> it's an R-rated comedy starring uh, Sandra Bullock and Melissa McCarthy. You would think that maybe it's a uh, you know kind of edgy, but maybe not. It's. it's... It's just not good something right. all right let's move on
0: yeah let's do that let's let's uh let's move let's move on to the two out now feedback 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 feedback. If we clicking out now we go over you know what the uh what the listeners of our show had to say at our facebook and twitter page we always put up a lot of questions on there and like to see what everyone else's uh you know what their thoughts are on the various questions so we we got a few on there this week right yeah hey?
1: we lo- we love the feedback and uh yeah we asked a question of uh Who are some other presidents that you would like to see Channing Tatum save in a movie? And a friend of the show, Jose, wrote, William Howard Taft. Only Channing can pull him out of that bathtub. And if you don't know (laughs) what we're referring to or what Jose is referring to, you should pick up a history book (laughs) or listen to lore. Uh, Anyway, Matthew wrote, President Aaron Newworth. Then the review could take place during the events of the movie, which is an excellent idea. (laughs) (laughs) I guess that's flattering. (laughs) Uh, Willie wrote, Abe Lincoln Vampire Hunter, which is a uh, wow. That'd be that'd be a nice mashup of uh, universes. I think that'd be the more sequel, fun.
0: The sequel, I guess, would have Abe Lincoln like outmatched by vampires, so only Channing Tatum could come in and, and possibly save him. I guess it, is the idea.
1: Or it'd be really cool if like you know Channing Tatum was uh, John Wilkes Booth, and they decided to team up together to like stop everybody. I don't know. That'd be crazy. That, that's a weird twist. <laughs> Brent wrote: Do they get to use rocket launchers? Bill Clinton for sure. Hilarious. I'd watch that movie. I would watch that movie too. I'd see that movie twice. Mm, maybe thrice.
0: <laughs> All right. Um, I have a question on here. It's uh, what is a movie you love and you don't give a damn about who knows it? And so we got a lot of we got plenty of response. Question. Yeah. We got plenty of response. One so. question. Yeah. Susan Mua, it's been too long since she's been on the show. Greece too, what's her answer? Uh, Jim Deeds put Buckaroo Banzai and Escape from New York, which is one of his all-time favorites, as well as it is cheesy. Uh Jeanette put Babette's Feast, which I, which I'm not familiar with offhand, <laughs> which maybe, maybe I had to look it up, and I'm gonna do that right now. You see? That's how I am. <laughs> Yeah, Danish. There you go. But all right, that's a random choice. What else? Brandon Peters, who was just on the show. Troll two and Miami Connection. I just w well, rewatch Miami, Miami Connection.
1: Connection. So good. <laughs> oh my God.
0: So good. Uh, Jose, again, he put Rush Hour Two, a buddy of mine, and I watch it every year. Haha. That's what he says. Uh Callum put Vanilla Sky. Mike put Kroll. Adam Gentry put Pearl Harbor, Loud and Proud. Um, let's see. Another Adam put the Mummy, the 1999 version, hmm. uh, and Frankie has Ace Ventura when nature calls.
1: <laughs> Goofy, but I enjoyed that one as well. You must like be that. the Monopoly
0: guy. I honestly like that one more than the first Ace Ventura. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Nobody, no, no, the first Ace Ventura has so many quotable lines though. Laces, I oh, see, I don't know. I, I came I came to that one late, so uh, maybe that's. I was like I was growing up with Ace Ventura. It was awesome. Anyhow. Um, we also asked, if we, if, if we said that there was a supernatural twist on the White House down, what would you expect it to be? Mike wrote, aliens, that would be intense. That'd be cool if they go to the basement and it's just like cocoons. Um,
0: just cocoons, you know? like all, all the cheapest of staff is
1: in there. It's just, like, what? Yeah, and then like, you know, the eggs open up and there's like face uggers. Anyway, uh, Adam wrote, I don't know, but it would most certainly involve Morgan Freeman. So I guess an asteroid. And uh, then we also asked, "What's the most mundane landmark Roland Emmerich could blow up in a movie?" I like this question. Yeah, I was,
0: it's like, wait, what? Just boring just, landmark. Yeah.
1: Whatever, because attack for no reason. Lisa Simpson would probably say like the Jefferson Memorial. But, uh. Hey, hey, <laughs> hey, hey! Right, Brent wrote, "Hey, the big metal ball in the Epcot Center." It'd be awesome to see all the Disney characters running for cover, which is actually hilarious if you think about it. I hope Avengers 2 does that. <laughs> Maxwell wrote Albert Einstein's house in New Jersey. Uh, Ga- Graham wrote St. Louis Arts just to make a bigger hole. Jose <laughs> 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 wrote The Four Corners Monument. And Jim wrote uh, Dean Devlin's career, <laughs> the Independence <laughs> Day franchise. <laughs> all were the answers.
0: Yeah, thank you all for uh, sending in your feedback. You could of course visit our Facebook page, Facebook.com slash now Podcast and answer the various questions that we put on there that we do like to since we made an entire segment devoted to you listeners, it is nice to, you know, have more feedback from more people, so there you go. Yeah, all is fun. All right, well yeah, thanks again for listeners' feedback. Um Abe.
1: Yeah. Uh, you did you you saw White House down, right? I did, yeah. You wanna you wanna give your thoughts on it before we wrap up the show? Absolutely, yeah. I'll give you a quick two minutes. <laughs> more than thirty okay. seconds. Cool. Uh, it was fun it, it's uh it certainly is outlandish and uh you know uh, it's not incredibly plausible but sure it, it's it's a fun ride uh, i think that i was i was kind of laughing at channing tatum uh, more than the the usual audience um but that's just because you know he he was doing some outlandish things that i felt were were sort of gimmicky and, and fun and not the, I guess not a whole lot of the audience understood that. Uh, it reminded me a lot of like the Die Hard stuff, except obviously, uh, especially like Die Hard Two when T One Thousand and those guys, you know, they're wearing all their, their uh, janitor uniforms, and then the they cop- stop them. Going, they, they stop the SWAT team. from going to the Annex Skywalker. They, yeah, exactly. It's like, what do I look like to you? A sitting duck. <laughs> but uh yeah, it reminded me of Die Hard, and uh you know, it was it's actually really interesting to see Jamie Foxx play a character that I. Didn't think had a whole lot to do, um, because yeah, sure he's the president. He's kind of like on the road with uh, Channing Tatum, uh, but you don't. I don't think he has anything too too involving. Um, his storyline is basically just to be the president. It's kind of more or less Channing Tatum's. Uh, Channing. Tatum. I
0: think he's he's involved more early on than at the end. I would
1: say. Not uh, well, even then. Uh, I don't know. He kind of comes in and out. Actually, I would say. It is very much in and out, and uh, you know, at segments at a time. He's he. You're right that in the early on, it's a little bit more. You know uh, split between the two characters um I think that uh, there were some some characters in here that or some actors in here that were you know not used as, as well as they could have been I'm a huge richard Jenkins fan um he's like an incredible actor if you haven't seen a uh, uh, any of his work, either in, like, you know, killing us off or killing them soft. I, I would just guarantee you probably have seen Richard Jenkins' work. In yeah, some you probably have. And, <laughs> and you probably just don't realize how good of an actor he is because he's great in that movie. He's also great in <laughs> Cabin in the Woods. He's, he's great in basic inner role that he, you put him in because he's a really good actor, even in, in Step Brothers. Um, uh, but, he's great in Step Brothers. you got to find your dinosaur. He's <laughs> like, would you shut the... F-? <laughs> um, but uh, he kind of has largely just, like, a small role, and, um, I think that, uh, his, his little, uh, berserker rage thing at the end there, uh, uh, kind of, kind of weird, kind of out of, out of tune. Um, I think that there was, like, a lot of weird comedic scenes. I, I like, you
0: just implied that Richard Jenkins has some kind of berserker rage scene where he, like, attacks, like, a, a bunch of people. Oh, with, no, like, he, he's, like, he, that's, that's what, that's what I, that's what, that's what I heard. Yeah,
1: he then stabs himself with, like, an EpiPen, and so that he can calm down, but, uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, uh, I think that the, the the wife in this movie, she was a she had a really clever line that you don't really see too often, um, and it also reminded me of The Rock in that sense. Uh, you know, with, with I got a lot of Rock, in this one Ed Harris, and just like, hey, I'm I'm gonna be late for dinner, and uh, you know, don't don't stay. Here. But um, yeah, I mean, it was a fun movie. Uh, obviously, it's one of those things where you're not gonna believe half of it, and to think that Channing Tatum could single handedly take down uh, a group of mercenaries and thugs. Uh,
0: I actually do believe that. though.
1: That's, that, <laughs> that's the most. That's the most
0: believable. I can only
1: believe days. it if Jonah Hill was there with him, like assisting him, and then you know a cameo from Dave Franco. But <laughs> other than that, uh yeah, I couldn't I can really. Oh, Jason Clark, though, uh, dude, that guy. He needs to get more work because he's he's really he's good. Solid. Yeah. yeah.
0: Would you say you like this more or less than Olympus
1: is falling? I think that they're different because Olympus is falling. Do you? Yeah. yeah. yeah uh, Olympus has fallen. Different enough to not compare. No, 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 no. no. The the premise is exactly the same, but I think that the, 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 uh, the tone in like uh, white house down is a little more cheeky and fun. And, uh, Oh, certainly. But here, here's the question. Yeah. What both of them are on TV at the same time. Unedited.
0: Which one are you going to watch?
1: Ooh, that's a tough one because I actually like Gerard Butler. Like the, 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 uh, you know, like the, uh, yeah what kind of mode like whatever mercenary mode that he goes into especially when he's interrogating those two guys and one guy see that's what that was
0: my problem with that movie though he's only in that mode for he's only in that
1: interrogation mode where he's you know actually having fun with the role for like
0: 5 minutes and the rest of it he's just super serious the True. whole time and it
1: is a much darker film not in terms of tone but just like,
0: stuff no, just, like the, the tone yeah tone and, the tone, and, and, and violence and, 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 and,
1: well i mean just it's in the dark a lot that's that's literally he's like literally yeah it's literally it's dark it's yeah. really dark so yeah but Channing Tatum, like if you can, if you can, if you like Channing Tatum, you're gonna like this movie, I would think. And you know, yeah, sure, he uh, he's gonna go through several bullets, and it's uh, the guy from uh, – uh, I've only seen the you know the computer hacker nerd uh, from oh, Jimmy Simpson, the McPoyle from It's Always Sunny. Film. Oh he yeah, a lot. Of, I see, in him, lot of I see him in uh, Psych. Uh, he was like one of the patients in Psych uh, with uh, on on uh, was it USA? Yeah, yeah. But characters matter. Yeah. But uh, it's it's an okay movie. It's it's fun. Sorry, I always mess it up. Characters welcome.
0: I think it's like story matters on AMC. But it doesn't matter. Go on. Story matter? We know drama. No.
1: Uh, we know drama. That's TNT. TNT yeah. <laughs>
0: <laughs> um,
1: characters welcome. Wait, what's TBS? Very funny. Oh, very funny. God, we're good. Um, yeah, it's it's an okay movie. It's yeah, certainly like uh, it takes its, it takes its points from a lot of different other movies and kind of just. Messes it all together. I think that Roland, this is more of like a, a Roland Emmerich film to me, um, just in terms of how outlandish it is and kind of you know some bravado scenes with a, a rise in the score. And um, uh, although I, I could have used you know a, a nice little Bill Pullman speech there uh, from Jamie Foxx but that that's clearly reserved for um, Independence Day too. So I guess we'll have to wait. <laughs>
0: All right,
1: cool. Well, what rating would you give it? Dave? I'd say dollar theater. Uh, certainly something that you can have fun with, especially with an audience. Uh, nothing to see, rush out to see. See, we're around the same page on this. Page. Oh, see, I, that's exactly what I said earlier. Boom. All right.
0: Well, cool. I think that's going to do it for this week's episode of Out Now with Aaron and Abe. You can find more of my work on my personal blog, thecodeazique.com, where you can find all my written movie reviews, as well as at whysoblue.com for all my blue reviews. And you can also follow me on Twitter at twitter.com slash ps 3 Abe.
1: You can find more fun stuff at walrusmoose.blackfoot.com and Twitter, twitter.com slash walrusmoose. Uh,
0: thanks again to Brandon Peters and Christian Spicer for joining us earlier in the show. But uh yeah, you can Find all of the other episodes of Out Now with Aaron and Abe on iTunes and now on Stitcher, eventually. At least a good number of episodes are on Stitcher. But, yeah, iTunes. Also at HHWLED.com. You can find our show there along with the other shows on that podcast network, including the Walking Dead TV podcast, Half Hour Wasted, other shows about comics and games and cool stuff like that with some cool guys on there.
1: Yeah. You can find other episodes at com, including special uh, episodes that Aaron goes out to when he's on the field and doing Q&A with some actors, as well as like Out Now. nights. Nice. Um, you can also go to <laughs> youtube.com slash podcast where we post uh, the main reviews of the week. It's been a little laggy. We're gonna publish a little bit more into this coming weekend when we have some free time during the July 4th holiday.
0: Uh, you can also email us at at gmail.com. Feel free to let us know your thoughts on out, on White House Down and other films of the summer, I guess. Or, you know, what do you, what do you think Channing's up to these days? I don't know why an email you'd have about that, but you know, why not? Send it in. Magic Let's Mike see.
1: 3, I guess. <laughs> You can also check out facebook.com slash outnowpodcast Podcast where we'd love to interact with you guys. You know, we love answering your questions or we love answering or reading your responses to our questions as well. So feel free to interact with us over at facebook.com slash podcast.
0: Also Twitter.com slash outnow underscore podcast. You can follow you can follow that page as well. We get, you know, always happy to get new Twitter followers helps out. You know, help helps get that that awareness. There you go.
1: Yeah, and our latest page, at now podcast. where you can check out just goofy links or other links to our podcast, such as Aaron's page as well as the Automatic page. So feel free to check it out.
0: Cool. And uh, yeah, that's uh, pretty much it for the show here. Thanks everyone for sticking around. Um, next week we're talking the Lone Ranger. I, I'm I really, I I really want to be proven right. I'm excited for Eight. it, and I really I want it to be fun. So there you go. Kind of sitting on yeah.
1: my hands on that one.
0: Mm-hmm. Well, until next time, so long. And goodbye. We're caught in a hurricane again. We said it all along. Just keep going with the wind. we land where we
1: belong. We say, we say.
2: all night long, hey there, open road, no cares, with, with your, your fingers, fingers pointed, pointed like a gun, and now we're not-
0: Callback, callback, callback.